recording with Mr. Ed Dowd, uh, author of Cause Unknown for episode 1072 on Thursday, February 2nd, 2023 at 4 3 p.m. Eastern time. And I will up front have to apologize for the false advertising. I'll have upfront have to apologize for the uh, the false advertising. Dr. Malone was going to join us, but at the last second had a scheduling conflict and cannot join us. So uh, if Dr. Malone's in the thumbnail and you're wondering where he is, he's not here. It's just me and Mr. Dowd. But Ed Dowd, please introduce yourself, sir. Tommy, thanks for having me on today. Honored to be here. Ed Dowd, former BlackRock portfolio manager, spent my whole career on Wall Street. I'm just a patent recognition guy, and unfortunately, I'm uh, monitoring a disturbing trend in all-cause mortality, excess all-cause mortality and disabilities, and I went before Senator Ron Johnson in December, and I laid out the data, which at this point is irrefutable, that the employed in this country seem to be uh, dying uh, more so than the general U.S. population, as well as being disabled. My my investment thesis, uh, that's what I do. I come up with a thesis. My thesis is it's the vaccines due to mandates. And, uh, you know, we can go through that. And if it's not the vaccines, what is it? And why is the media and the establishment and the health authorities not talking about it? Yeah. And um, that, that's kind of something that no one likes to address is that I think you are. No, I am. I'm open to any explanation. I mean, maybe it really is. I don't think it is, but maybe it really is climate change. Maybe it really is microplastics. I don't know. It, But it seems odd. It seems statistically impossible that it just so happens that we see this 40% increase uh, in all-cause mortality right around the same time they roll out an untested experimental vaccine technology that's never been tried on humans before. Um, for just so my listeners understand could you maybe ex explain your uh your past on wall street and kind of how you developed any sort of pattern recognition that eventually led to this yeah so wall street is a simple a simple place uh you try to get information and recognize uh patterns before everybody else you get, and you, you accumulate the stock before everybody knows and then you once you accumulate the stock then you run around wall street telling people what you discovered hope to convince them. And then if you're right, over time, people will pile into the stock and you make a lot of money. So you got to be early. You got to be right. And you got to be uh, ahead of the uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Times and all your peers. So I would anybody who's good at this game operates with imperfect information. And, uh, you know, my, my whole career, I spent trying to figure out when something was uh, when perception was I live between the space of perception and reality. So perception is why reality is x and i try to capitalize on the reality before the perception of the herd changes okay so why am i here why am i talking about all cause mortality and disabilities because those are big numbers they, 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 they it's data i analyze data and early in the uh, vaccination program i had a thesis something was going on and why did i think that it's because there were anecdotes popping up in 2020 on Maui, no one I knew personally got COVID. No one died in 2020 on Maui. Then anecdotes started popping up. People started uh, having strange illnesses, injuries, and or the, you know, the death you heard about the uncle or this or that. So I started hearing about that. And uh, that piqued my interest. I knew a couple things about the vaccine. I personally didn't take it because I knew three things. Um, it was untested new technology that never been really tested on humans and all the rats and, uh, and monkeys died. So I knew that. Um, I also knew Operation Warp Speed sounded like a disaster because anything rushed can be, you know, rushed to the detriment of those who are taking the damn thing. And then thirdly, I knew it takes seven to 10 years for safety studies before they actually put a, a vaccine in someone's arm, seven to 10 years of, of, of data before it's rolled out. So with those th three things, I didn't take it, and I thought everybody would, you know, kind of have my my line of thinking. But as a, I saw that there was a tremendous psyop propaganda uh, campaign, and we've come to find out the military was involved. It's mm -hmm. it's now leaking that this is a military grade psyop on the whole globe. So, I just said, well, I'm not going to take it. Heard about the deaths and injuries anecdotally. That's just anecdotally. But one thing I know about statistics is this: if it was safe and effective, uh, well, forget effective, safe. If it was safe. There are adverse events and there are 
you know, deaths and injuries, but they're so rare in a, in a, you know, tested vaccine seven to 10 years, I shouldn't be hearing about them. You know, regard, I shouldn't be hearing one anecdote, but I was hearing several and many. So that made me come up with my thesis. And then unfortunately, over time, uh, I knew if I was right, it would start showing up in different databases like insurance companies, um, disabilities, and uh, and also the, you know the all cost statistical CDC mortality and the you know the Eurostat data. And so we have the data. And my team, uh, I have a firm now, Finance Technologies. You know we've been working on this vaccine issue, raising money for a hedge fund. But before we do that, we're just we want to like save lives. And the data is in. Uh, excess mortality is up across the board. It seemed to explode in 21 and 22. There was a mixed shift uh, from old people dying in 2020 due to COVID, or you know, I would say at this point, it's pretty well understood that it was uh, prevention of early treatment. So a lot of those deaths could have been prevented in 2020. And then in 2021 and 22, there was a huge mixed shift from old to young. And just to give you one example, in, in 2020, there were 40,000 excess millennial deaths. Uh, in 2020, all cause mortality. Then in 2021, there were 60,000. So 50% increase for millennials for a disease we know doesn't kill the young. And we knew that in 2020. So something's happening. And uh, I obviously blame the vaccines. And you know, we can we can go into each data piece as we go through the conversation, but there's a temporal relationship between the mandates and the vaccines, especially amongst the millennials, especially amongst amongst healthy group life policyholders. And these numbers are not my numbers, it's a society of actuaries. They did a survey that came out in August They and 40% excess mortality for ages 24, 25 through 64 across the board. And what we know about group life people is that they are much healthier than the general US population. The insurance industry knows this. They did a study in 2016 that laid that out. They die at a third to 40% the rate of the general population in any given year. And why is that? Well, it's because they're employed, they're showing up to work, they have access to the best health care, they're in the prime of their life. So this is, a, this is, and that relationship flipped in 2021, 40% excess mortality in this, you know, you, you know, elite subset of people that get these policies. You get them when you join a Fortune 500 company or a mid-sized company. It's a, it's a freebie benefit. You sign it when you're on board. And you get one or two times your salary. Um, uh, they they experienced forty percent. The general U.S. population experienced thirty-two percent. So something flipped in twenty-one, and then you go into the disability data. It's even more stark. But you know, if you want to ask a question, go. We can talk about the the, the insurance industry first, and then we can go to disabilities. But you know, when I went before Senator Ron Johnson, the the mic drop moment was when I said. The employed of our country seem to be dying and being disabled faster than everybody else. I blame mandates. If it's not mandates, what is it? We have a national security issue. That's it. If it's a national security issue, and if it is coming out that it's a military program, that DARPA from 2012, and then the P3, the ADEPT program, I think the question then, and I've, I've been hesitant about this, and I, I didn't get the vaccine either. I mean, kind of same reason as you. I just remember I was literally working at a liquor store. I just read an article and it was like, yeah, it doesn't stop transmission. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm not going to get, it was just, it was kind of more so just like a matter of, well, I'm not going to go take 10 minutes and drive to the vaccine place. I was just kind of being lazy. I was like, and I thought it was just so matter of fact. And I remember at work, someone asked me like, why are you getting it? And I was like, well, it doesn't stop transmission and you can still contract it. So it just kind of seems like a waste of time. And yeah, that's in hindsight, retroactively i can see the psyop because there's almost like a frothing at the mouth of why won't you get this why won't you trust the science but as these kind of hazy images in the rearview mirror coalesce and become more clear and we can see the the actors involved and be, be it the that it's a darpa program be it that it's a military psyop program or from your data cause unknown or or to now the Twitter files, or even just last week, the Project Veritas video with uh, about Pfizer. I have to start at least opening my mind to going, all right, well, it's all so insane. And like every rational idea is slowly, is slowly starting to seem like they come up short. I think the question that's on everyone's mind and the question that I've avoided for a long time, because it's, it's just kind of too fantastical, is, is this intentional? 
is this not if everything that we thought was an accident or a coincidence turns out to be a highly precise and planned uh, rollout? Well, at this point, I gotta, I, I'm looking at the Swiss watch and all the gears moving. And if one of the gears is that there's a 40% increase in all cause mortality, at a certain point, you have to kind of sheepishly don the tinfoil hat and go, all right, is this intentional? And that's, no one wants to say it. It makes your stomach turn. You, you, you feel, you kind of get the hair standing up saying it. And I don't want to put you on the spot because obviously you don't have the answer. None of us do. But if I could ask for your opinion, and you you can pass on the question as well. Do you think this is intentional? Why, why don't we do this? Sure. Let me, let, let's, let's put a pin in my opinion. I'll give my opinion okay. later. All right. Uh, the, the book I wrote, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Death in 21 and 22, left out the who and the why. Sure. Intentionally. Sure. Now, you just want to examine the actual what is happening and not what is happening. And I want it, first of all, you know, you got to remember, you know, re, things have come out recently, but when I wrote the book, no one was even aware there was a problem yeah. for the most part. I mean, a lot of people that I know know there's a problem, but I'm in an echo chamber. So my goal was to highlight that this is real, it's happening. You know, you're not crazy for thinking sudden, sudden athletic deaths have increased exponentially. You're not insane. I lay it out in the book, then I go into the metadata and I talk about the insurance statistics I just shared with you. And then I also go into the, the disability data, which is bigger than the, the uh, excess deaths and more tragic in many ways for all of us because it's going, it's taking out more people. So deaths, as tragic as they are, some things are worse than death. And being disabled and not able to work the rest of your life is, is one of them. Um, and being a burden on your family and, 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 and the psychological impact that has. Um, but they're both tragic in their own unique way. Well, the, the disability data is this. Since February of 21, uh, we saw a, uh, uh, through uh, 20, uh, most of, uh, all of 22, we saw a three standard deviation rate of change in the disability numbers. And that happens 0.03% of the time on Wall Street. So it's, a, it's what we call trend change. So if you look at the disability numbers, they're, they're basing around 30, 29 to 30 million for the prior four or five years. And then they took off in February of 21. And it looks like a growth stock chart breaking out of a base. Okay, so it's it, it's basing and then it breaks out. In my world, that's a trend. So we looked at that trend and we saw that the numbers shot up to a high in September 22 of 33.2 million. So 3.2 million additional Americans were disabled in a very short, temporal, quick amount of time. And again, it didn't happen in 2020. It happened starting in February of 21. And it hit an all-time high in September of 22. When we dig into the numbers, 1.7 million of those 3.2 are employed. So 50%. When we, and when we look at the general population, when we look at disability rate changes, the employed experienced 31% increase in their disability rate. The uh, general population experienced an 8% increase in their uh, disability rate. And then if you look at those not in labor force, those who quit or, or who were fired, their disability rate went up 4%. So those, those who I, I'm, I'm speculating didn't take the job or get fired because of it, uh, had better health outcomes than everybody else. And generally speaking, well, not generally, it's true that the employed of this country have a much lower disability rate than the general population. And why is that? Well, because they're showing up to work, okay? You know, you know just the, the mere act of getting up every morning and going to work, you're not disabled. But all of a sudden, 1.7 million of these people just disappear from the labor force. And, and so that coupled, so that's, that's the Bureau of Labor Statistics, coupled with the insurance numbers show Two different separate databases that something's gone on with the employed population in this country. They're having worse health outcomes, which generally just doesn't happen ever. So the question I had in the book is, I blame the vaccines. And if it's not the vaccines, what is it? Okay, that the, 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 there it is. There's the mic drop. And then if you want to dig a little deeper, because, you know, something you said, you're, you, what, you look like you're a young man. You're millennial, right? Well, how old are you, Tommy? 32. You're, thir you're, you're millennial. You're right in the sweet spot. Most millennials thought like you before the mandates, 
they were lazy and they, and they were healthy and they knew the thing didn't kill them. So wh why yeah. the hell would I get this thing? Why right? go get in the car? Yeah. Why go get in the car? <laughs> well, something strange happened in uh, uh, the third quarter of 2021, August, September, October. The excess mortality for the group life policyholders is running around 30%, still horrendously awful. And then in, in a three short month time frame, it rose to 84%. So people just started dropping dead excessively in, in your age group, 25 through 44. Why did that happen? What was this temporal spike in, 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 in the excess mortality? Well, I've heard it's suicides, Ed. Well, so there was a suicide pact in your uh, age group, especially amongst those who had the best jobs. Okay, that makes no sense. Uh, drug overdoses. Well, group life policyholders are, um, um, you know, working at the best firms, and you can and to, to get a claim, you have to be employed. You can't be fired. So I found that fentanyl and heroin users tend not to keep jobs for very long, and they don't all, you know, there wasn't a third quarter spike in those types of deaths. And then the the, the most ridiculous one I heard is missed cancer screening treat, uh, appointments, which I guess. Uh, they all clustered around the third quarter, especially amongst your age group. And uh, that makes no sense because I don't know about you, Tommy, I'm 56 and I've never had one of these, you know, appointments. I, I mean, I don't know what they are. Me so, neither. Uh, you, 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 how, how, did you miss your cancer screening appointment, I, Tommy? I didn't know I was supposed to have one. Yeah, I'm 56. I didn't know that either. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so, so it's bunk. And it was it was an event. So there was an event. That event was, you know, the Tommies and others millennials of the of, of the country being forced to do it temporally all at the same time. So there was a spike. There's that's evidence of a crime. I call it democide. Democide is the intentional or unintentional killing of its uh, a, a, by government of its own citizens. Yeah. So now, so th that's the book, and the book pretty much proves definitively something's happened i blame the vaccines it's crickets in the mainstream media about this phenomenon it's starting to come out i feel like things are breaking but again they're going to uh in my book i conclude with this the data they see the data i see they see as well the global health authorities see this the fact that we're not talking about it at this point is a cover-up and a crime that's it mic drop I, I i don't care if it's incompetence or what have you all right. So if you want to get into the speculation, um, this is my opinion. Sure. I don't know. It's, it's an opinion. And uh, but what I can say, it's true. People are dying excessively. People are getting disabled excessively. And if you have two brain cells you can rub together, it's uh, it's the, it's, in my opinion, the vaccine. If they'll notice in the media, it's anything but the vaccine. We call that ABV, ABV. Yeah eggs All video right. games with uh yep. showering uh using using your right hand to apply soap uh gardening yeah. falling gardening. Asleep tv on uh yeah well the, the, the my favorite one was that those of us unvaxxed who are scaring the daylights out of the vaxxed and causing heart problems that actually was a, a scientific they tried to float that in a peer-reviewed paper somewhere you can't make this up so <laughs> we're wizards now you can just cast yeah, yeah i we're casting spells, Tom. <laughs> all right. All right. I, all right. So, I mean, if they're trying to stroke my ego and tell me I have powers, then it, maybe it's working. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> but so here's my here's my opinion. So um, I got my Twitter account back recently. I was I was kicked off Twitter in June. I got it back under Elon. If you go to my Twitter profile at Dowd Edward, uh, I have a pinned tweet and it's a it's a tweet thread that I wrote. Uh, in, in in early May of 2020. And it's in the form of a dystopian movie because I knew that if I tried to like play this off as my opinion of what was going to happen, people would call me, call me crazy. So I, I hit it under the auspices of a dystopian movie script. And, you know, you know, dystopian movies start off with the, the set, they set it up and then they launch into the current time frame. So my tweet thread was a launch of what we were going to see coming. And then I said, the movie uh, and, and the movie begins in, in 2022. It's called Freedom's Last Stand. So what did I say in my tweet thread? I said that um, due to a, glo a sovereign global debt collapse that was coming and, and, uh, and central bankers and politicians spending too much money for decades and decades, um, COVID was used as cover 
to implement societal control, prevent protests, um, lockdown, prevent travel, um, and uh, that uh, it, that they would then introduce a vaccine and vaccine mandates. Remember, this is May May, uh, May of 2020. I was already saying there would be vac there would be vaccines and there would be mandates. I was called a conspiracy theorist, obviously, and I also said that all um, um, opinions not tied to the narrative would be censored by global tech companies, governments, and media, which actually turned out to be 100% true. So I laid this at the feet of the central bankers and the politicians. Now, um, do I believe COVID was uh, intentionally released? Don't know, don't care, but they use it as an excuse to cover up an economic global collapse, which was starting to happen, by the way, in 2019. Yeah, there was a repo crisis, overnight lending rates shot up in the fall of 2019, and the global uh, economies were, were starting to fall. And COVID gave the central banks and, and governments of the world an excuse to print money like crazy and spend like crazy and hand it to, to hand it, you know, to individuals. Mm -hmm. um, so what did that do? That kicked the, the can down the road a couple more years, and here we are again with, you know, economic collapse. So I suspect it was used as a... Uh, uh, a control system to manage a, an ac economic decline, and that the vaccines were going to lead to passports, which would lead to a digital ID, which would lead mm -hmm. to central bank digital currency. The good news is, it seems their plan's been thwarted somewhat. I, you know, did they make, did they intentionally make the vaccine to be this deadly and disabling? I don't know, but that's what they did, and in a very strange way, because they did. Um, their plans, my my opinion on the plans are being exposed. That, that's purely my opinion. Sure. But what I can report is it's true and it's happening. That's yeah. undeniable. And it is important to uh, <clears throat> decouple opinion and speculation from just the facts going on. Right. We're never going right. to we're never going to have the the memo of, you know, someone saying and on this day we're going to really you're not you're not going to get it. You're going to get no. you're going to get pretty close to something. Right. You're going to get pretty close to was there a probable conspiracy around john f kennedy you might find a memo from lbj you might find a a cable from chief of cia counterintelligence james jesus angleton they're little pieces but you you know you're going to find the general outline of the t-rex and maybe find its ribs you're not going to find you know what it did when it was a baby it, it's they do a good job and it's not by accident that you can't find the, the motive right and it's Correct. and you do have to and if you know in the in the realm of rational discourse and critical thinking, you, as much as our own egos want to break the story and know what went on, the reality is, is you can't do that. You have to, if it's sexy, then you're probably doing it incorrectly. Like you got to just look at the data and go, okay, what is happening? What can we look at historically? We know bioweapons are something that militaries have been looking at since World War II. Shiro Ishii in Unit 731, as well as in uh, Germany, Dr. Kurt Bloma, Walter Schreiber, Walter Schreiber, the chemist Otto Ambrose. We know that's a thing. I've interviewed Dr. Ken Alabek, who is the head of the Soviet Union bioweapon program, who defected to the United States in 1991, I think. I've interviewed Dr. Stephen Hatfield and Dr. Merrill Nass, who both worked with anthrax. Like, okay, so you can look at that. You know all right, we know that that's a thing. We know that they like the idea of corralling everyone into a, a digital world, right? You can monitor everyone. You don't need a, you know, there is no dystopian where they're putting the chip in your body. You got, you got a phone. It, it's constantly pinging your coordinates. It's constantly, you know, they can look at your face and use facial recognition whenever they want. Use your thumbprint for things. That's very clearly a, they do like the idea of us being corralled and tracked at all times. All these things kind of, start to build the outline of something you're never actually going to find the memo they're not they're not that dumb they might be they might be cocky they might be arrogant they're not dumb enough to say and in 2020 we're doing this so it is very important to remove just our own speculation about it on intent you just have to look Correct. at what is happening yeah, let me let me give an example of what I did sure. my whole career. My my career was to get to the truth before the truth was in the memo, right? Yeah. If, you know, the memo, let's call the memo in financial world, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times reports a company's fraudulent. By the time they report it, stock is zero, right? Yeah. So I got to be ahead of those clowns, right? So, um, so I used to, you know, uh, 
uh, do pattern recognition, get imperfect information, read people's body language, watch what they say, not what they do, and watch what they do, not what they say. And let me tell you two things I saw in 2020 that were interesting to me, and, and 2020 and 2021. And on uh, May 3rd of, uh, no, April 3rd of 2020, right after the lockdowns, a Federal Reserve President, James Bullard, goes on Face the Nation. And the question that's asked of him by the woman that's interviewing him is, how are we going to reopen the economy with everyone afraid and dying? He said, oh, there's good news on that front. We have technology now that can enable testing and we could get immunity badges for everyone. Okay, so I, when I heard immunity badge, I thought vaccine, vaccine, passport. Then he said, we also have this great new surveillance technology that can monitor this. So what in what in, in 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 God's name is a Federal Reserve president speaking on a public health issue? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? So their memory hold back because that didn't fly over well early on, and uh, no one from the Fed spoke on this ever again. Um, but then in, uh, in 2021, this um, job of the hut looking character—I forget his name—from uh, the BLS, which is the the BIS Bank of International S Settlements, is the central bank of the central banks yeah he's in europe he gets up there and he starts opining on the central bank digital currency and he tells you that it would be a great way to to control society because we can get deep into everything and basically what he means is they want if they want to control the amount of meat you eat they can because you go into his mustache yeah as he, as i he... mean job of the how is actually better looking than him yeah i mean um, when they say that stuff you almost just like do they know like the horns are coming out? It's it's so sorry to interrupt, but it is just so in your face. And they just throw it out there that you know it's not even like, oh, it's a green solution. Instead of they're just straight up like, yeah, so you know, we could lock down the oppressors and you know, just like quoting Goebbels, we could just denounce the pacifists. And you're like, you're like, what? Yeah, no, I mean, so you know, so there's an analyst mosaic that would suggest. Uh, from what I've seen, that th there was a conspiracy of interest. Central bankers and politicians wanted to blame somebody else or something else for a collapse. So if you're a central okay. banker or a politician that created all this debt, wouldn't it be better to blame a virus? That's number one. The tech people, you know, again, I don't, I don't think there was like, you know, a smoking gun memo where the six uh, fat dudes smoking cigars and scotch came up with this plan. I call it a conspiracy of interest. There were people that saw opportunities to make money. The tech people were going to make money from all their surveillance products and companies that would launch. The healthcare system was going to make money from selling a vaccine. So Pfizer was on board. And then the media got money from Pfizer and the government to control the narrative. So everybody made money. Yeah. So, you know, it's a conspiracy of interests. Yeah. And you're, <clears throat> again, it's not like, like Bill Hicks, a comedian always said, he's like, you know, Right when you get inaugurated, after they do the inauguration, they bring you to a dark room where there's 12 industrialist capitalist fucks, excuse my French, smoking cigars, and they pull down a, they go, roll the film. And a projector comes down, and they show you an angle of Kennedy's head getting domed from a different angle that's not the Zabruder film, and it looks eerily like the grassy knoll. And then the, the projector goes back up, and they say, any questions? And you go, what's my agenda? I don't think it's that as funny as that is and as simple as it is. I don't think it's that. I think it tends to be what you said, a conspiracy of interest. It's a it's a big wave and a bunch of surfers are catching it. It doesn't mean that the Correct. surfers have wave creating technology. It just means that they're all out for a wave. And it's, you know, in in a weird way, it's almost uh, it's almost not as satisfying as an answer because it the real scariness is that it's chaos and that there wasn't you know, a couple of guys in cloaks who said release the COVID it's, it was probably something and it's a conspiracy of interest. You got big pharma going, we're going to make money. You got big tech going, Hey, we're going to snuggle up even more with the security state. They're going to say, you know, jump. And we're going to say how high there's a reason why they're not enforcing anti-monopoly laws on them. And it's, Hey, you know, you scratch our backs and because the government could break up big tech tomorrow, but Absolutely. Then, well, there's a reason for it. Don't, don't, it's sure. not because they're a, it's not because they forgot there's monopoly laws. No, there's a reason. And then, yeah. And then you also have a bunch of bankers. Yeah. We've been printing money. We've been on decade long expansion since 2008 and it's, it's coming back down. Well, why not blame a virus? It's, it's a conspiracy of interest and a bunch of people just lined up and said, we all want this to happen. Yeah. 
the intent of the, 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 the intend to make this vaccine as deadly and, and, as the as it is? don't know yeah. that, that we can investigate that. What I do know is it looks like the clinical trial, uh, in my humble opinion, the clinical trials were fraudulent. They just, they just caked sure. and baked the data um, because the adverse events are so horrendous in the clinical trial. In fact, we're working, my team and I, my PhD physicists at uh, Finance Technologies and myself are working on a new report we're going to put out in the next week or two that highlights a statistical link between the adverse events seen in the clinical Pfizer trial and the real world adverse events we're seeing in disabilities. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to show there is a causation or a correlation, uh, but, and again, people say causations, not correlation, but again, there's so many smoking guns and so many different data sets. At my, at the very least, the vaccine makers need to prove to me and to, I think the world that they're safe at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not the onus isn't on us to prove it. It's on them now. So we're going to demand that they do new clinical trials and, or, uh, uh, we do start doing autopsies on these people who die. And if that's not done, then, uh, it should be mass non-compliance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you almost got to wonder if, uh, they didn't mean to make them this, this, uh, this dangerous, this deadly. But the fact that they are almost plays into their hand because it makes inquisitive minds like you or myself or anyone. We're kind of gaslighting ourselves, right? Because the majority of people go, it's got to be intentional. If everything else was intentional and you look at the war games and spars and you had digital currencies and central bank digital currencies and online surveillance and the rollout and it's a it's a DARPA program and then... Anytime you bring it up, I got banned in August 2021 from uh, from YouTube for interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough. Then you have people like me who start screaming about this is coordinated. It might play into their hand to just we're kind of ostracizing anyone with a critical thinking mind. And we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. And they they probably love that. Well, you know, look, what the reason why I left out the who and the why in yeah. the book is because people's worldview you can't assault their worldview, but what you can do is say, it's true, it's happening. Yeah. And then once you get enough people to, to know that they were maybe intentionally or unintentionally poisoned, things change. Right now, most people don't know what the hell's going on. And so my goal has been to change a marginal mind. And then once this is exposed for what it is, it, that we need to pull the vaccines, then let the investigations begin, the uh, grand juries, the uh, state's attorney general. I mean, that's way above my pay grade. And I'm sure they're going to find lots of stuff uh, that went wrong and a lot of uh, cover-up. At this point, we definitely know it's a cover-up and negligence. Whether uh, this was a colossal mistake, we need to find out whether there was a mistake, which doesn't matter at this point. It's now, I don't care, incompetence doesn't get you off. Um, Or was it intentional? And that's, again, above my pay grade. But what I can tell you is it's a cover-up at this point. They see what we see. Yeah. And that is kind of another important uh, distinction is like sometimes intelligence agencies do cover things up, not because it's a bunch of fat guys drinking scotch and smoking cigars. It's because they're guys like you and I and they have a job and they go, oh, shit, I cannot believe that guy who we were hoping to turn into an informant ended up bombing this place. They go, oh, God. Yeah, they cover it up the same way that. Same way, you know, your mom's like, did you get home by curfew last night? You're like, yeah, I got home by curfew. It's not because there's a big conspiracy. You just don't want your dad to kick your ass. Like, it, sometimes it is yeah. that. Yeah, basically, basically, they screwed up so bad. They're like, rut row, we got to cover this up. Yeah. Uh, because the, the implications of how bad of a screw up it is are, I mean, it's stark. And people are going to go to jail no matter what at this point. Because cover up is a crime. Yeah. And they're killing people. Uh, um, uh, if they know what we know, which they do. They're needlessly allowing other people to continue uh, going along as if this thing is safe and effective. We all know it's not effective uh, at this point. So that, that's why I'm sad about, I call them the, the, the branch COVIDians, the, you know, the COVIDians. They're religious about this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would take a product that doesn't work. That's, a, that, that's the definition of insanity. You take, and, and I guess they're taking it because they're being told uh, it prevents serious hospitalization. By the way, there's no peer-reviewed study on that. That's, that's gobbledygook. That, that, that's not a real thing. That's just a marketing point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also, uh, you know, challenges the worldview. And it's not, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, 
No one wants to think that the CDC and the FDA are bought off. No one wants to think that these are totally captured institutions. I mean, there is there is comfort in thinking that there is good people somewhere, right? You no one likes no one likes having that that veil kind of pulled back. It's the same veil that gets pulled back when you grow up and you realize that Santa's not real and that your parents are just people. Right? It's not I get it. It's not fun. You want to be warm and in the womb and taken care of. It's kind of a but it's a shitty realization that yeah, the same corporations that everyone was occupying Wall Street 10 years ago are now being defended and they're hiding behind the the cloak of trust the science. And if you question it, you're a heathen. And I get it. You know, it's not and it's also no one wants to feel duped. No one likes no one likes getting cheated on. And you look back a year and you realize you're the only one who didn't know you're getting cheated on. It's a shitty feeling. You look like a clown. You look like a clown at best and an idiot at worst. I mean, you know, if you're a if you're a functioning adult with a nice job and kids and you're a respected member of your community, you don't want to feel duped that you took something that doesn't work and at worst is, you know, gonna put a two foot long blood clot in your body. It's not a fun feeling. And so they're evil, but they're genius and that they're weaponizing our own egos against us. No one wants to what's is it the Mark Twain quote, easier to fool a man than convince a man he's been fooled? Yeah, correct. Yeah. With Carl Sagan, it's easier to bamboozle than to because nobody wants to admit that the bamboozle took place. Yeah. You know, one of the things people ask me about, Ed, why don't people see the data as you presented? I go, well, they did. I saw this all the time on Wall Street. And I and my ethics professor in business school said something to me that stuck my whole career. He said, you can't rationalize facts to someone whose who's position is based on emotion. Mm. And what is emotion? Emotion is a, a number of different things, ego being one of them. And on Wall Street, I would watch very smart people, supposedly intelligent, hold stocks all the way to zero because they were talking to the CEO, trusting the CEO and not understanding that the information was coming out that they were wrong. So they, 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 they would keep buying the stock all the way down because their ego was so invested in their losing position that they couldn't, you couldn't rationalize facts to them. And this is the same thing with the vaccine, the sunk cost fallacy. A lot of people took it. They were very virtuous about it. Their ego was invested. They had a lot of fun telling us we were evil, awful people. And now they're being told that that not only is it not effective, it may not be safe. And oh, by the way, you were, you were unintentionally ch chastised. It, they, they can't let that go. So they're, they're, it's cognitive dissonance. So there's a lot of people trapped in that. The good news is most people didn't give a rat's ass. They, a lot of people took it because they had to keep their job. Yeah. And they weren't that... They weren't he heavily invested in the psychology. So those are the people I'm trying to reach so that we can we can turn the tide around here and at least admit uh, the vaccines are doing something. If it's not the vaccines, it's, it's even I'd like to know what it is, because that's even scary if it's not the vaccines. What is it that's a, a attacking the employed of the country? Right. Um, that's an even wilder proposition. Yeah. Like, what if it's really not <laughs> like what, what, what if it's not? Then what is it? Then what I mean, is this a cover? Are we in some are we in some high tech war with China? We're using directed energy weapons at each other, drop blowing up heart. I mean, I mean, if we're just going to don, you know, tinfoil hat, I mean, Havana syndrome, right? All the CIA agents at U.S. embassies reporting like, you know, headaches and migraines. And, you know, we're kind of admitting that we have the same active denial like technologies. I mean, what's going on? Is there something actually insane going on? And this is around the time that most people exit out of the interview as I'm bringing up directed energy weapons or something. But like <laughs> but the point, but the point is, is like, are we going to be at a point where we're going to look back and go, remember the good old days when we thought it was the vaccine? Like that's, that's even well, more terrifying. Right. Right. And, but you know, what's funny is I say, if it's not the vaccine, what is it? There's yeah. crickets on that front. So what I find curious, uh, Tommy, is that no one wants to even talk about my data. Yeah. I mean, I got a book out. It's selling like hotcakes. No mainstream media person wants to talk to me for the most part. Um, uh, no one. I saw Senator Ron Johnson. The book is uh, the book is being handed out to congressmen and senators as I speak uh, by other people. No one wants to talk to me. So uh, it is true that this is happening. But the fact no one wants to talk to me, I find curious. And that's why I think it's the vaccine, because it's such a it's that now if it's not the vaccine, as you and I just speculated, that would be wild. I'm 100 I don't even uh, I'm 100 percent convinced it's yeah. the vaccine. But, I, you know, I, you know, if I'm wrong, I'll pull a 180, Tommy. But yeah, right sure. now, you know. Yeah, I, I have no interest. I have no vested interest in it being the vaccine. You know, there's Neither no like I. like I don't 
well, truly you're one of like five people I know other than myself who hasn't gotten the vaccine, which then implies that everyone I know in love has it. No part of me is like, ha, I told you it was a bio app. Like what? The congratulations. Your family's going to die. Like there's no, there's no like touchdown dance. Yeah, no, I did. I put out a tweet yesterday because there's a lot of, you know, Scott Adams and a bunch of people are coming out saying, oh, the, the anti-vaxxers, which I'm not, but they say anti-vaxxers won. There's no winning here, Tommy. I mean, like you said, you know, I, you, know, my, my, you know, I know lots of people who got vaxxed, including some people in my family. So there's no winners. This is yeah. not like, see, I told you so. Yeah. What I want to do is let's admit there's a problem. Let's let, let, let's pull the vaccines and let's start uh, protocols to detoxify the human body of this crap, which there are. That's the hope is the good news is um, there are doctors from the frontline doctors movement that are working on. Uh, vaccine injuries and, and detoxification protocols. And this, again, I'm going to name uh, a website that I'm not affiliated with. So I'm, okay. I'm not ripping here. It's FLCCC. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they got on most of those guys. Yeah. Dr. Merrick. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, Dr. yeah, Corey. yeah. So, so, the, so I want to give hope. Don't sit here and think you get some ticking time bomb, but stop taking boosters. Yeah. Look into, look into taking control of your own health. And then, you know, if you buy my book, give it get, and it worked and it convinced you, give it to someone else. Just pass the book around. You know, this is this is like like we're in the Paul Revere stage. The, you know, the death shots are coming. The death shots are coming. Right. So, you know, the, unfortunately, you know, it's word of mouth because no one wants to really talk to me uh, other than, you know, intrepid podcasters like yourself. But, uh, you know, this is a serious thing. And it, I'm not I'm not excited to be reporting this. I'm not like, hey, I told you so. Yeah. I'm here. To, I'm here to just help. Yeah. Yeah. No one's standing at the base of the World Trade Center saying, see, I told you there was going to be a second plane. What? there's no <laughs> there's no there's no cheering. And it's also I also just like, again, I have no vested interest. I just if I'm, if I'm wrong. All right. Cool. I, I don't I don't care. I'm just to me, it's the hairs kind of stand up when when I started interviewing all these doctors, I mean, specifically Dr. Malone, and that's when I got banned. And that's when, I mean, almost like a biblical frothing at the mouth began. Just people attacking, like something's not right. Like the spidey sense goes off and you're like, something's, something's going. And that doesn't mean I know what it is. That doesn't mean that I have the, you know, the antithesis to the thesis and go, it's a bioweapon. And they're, no, I have no idea what it is. I have absolutely... Maybe the sun is releasing some form of coronal mass ejection that we can't detect. I have no idea. It could be as alien to us as germ theory was to people before Joseph Lister. Or in the Civil War, if you got a wound, they would say pack it with dirt. Like it yeah. could be, it could be that. It could be Wi-Fi to a caveman. It could be something that we're swimming in that we have no who know. Maybe there's some gravitational wave coming from the black hole at the center of the gap. I have no idea. And I don't care. But that all being said, it is happening at the same exact time that a never before tested on humans vaccines being rolled out. I'm just yeah. I mean, and and, and we're not allowed to talk about it. That too. That's yeah. yeah. yeah you know, one thing I want to say uh, is too bad Dr. Malone couldn't couldn't join oh, no. us. Uh, you know, he's a true hero. He you know he was the, the man who came to Maui. And elevated my voice, so I, I give him a lot of props. He's a true hero. Buy his book, uh, "The Lies My Government Told Me." Great he tells book. a good story. Get the book, and uh, I have nothing but uh, you know admiration for the man because you know I you know I I came from the belly of the beast. We're all a lot of us are in the system, and we couldn't see the pieces and parts. But you know, once he saw what he saw, he spoke out. Yeah, and you know I, I haven't been at BlackRock for twelve years. And the firm was much, I don't know what the firm's turned into, but, you know, I'm just a guy that, you know, does my job. And my job is to inform people that the uh, disabilities and all-cause mortality look like growth stock charts to me. And that's not, the, that's not good for the country. No, no, not at all. And yeah, Dr. Malone's book is great. And so, so is Cause Unknown. And I'll put it in the description and I, I, I don't get anything from it. I just go get it. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's on Kindle. You can get it on Kindle. I listen to it on Kindle. Kindle. You can get your phone to read it to you. It's a, it's actually a pretty short book, but yeah, it's a, uh, you know, the only thing I could think of that would maybe be hopeful and we're kind of seeing it now with, with the, with the splitting up the early stages of the kind of wild west of new video platforms right now, namely rumble, 
You have some other kind of outliers, BitChute, uh, Odyssey, uh, on Cloud Hub. I can only hope that something kind of happens the same with insurance and that there is a conspiracy of interests that happens to favor us. That there are right now, there's people that are like, hey, you know, you don't like that they got rid of the dislike button? Come to our platform. And you don't like that they, you know, banned comments? Well, come to our platform. I can only imagine that there is going to be an insurance company that is, it is in their financial interest to expose what's going on. I think, I think that's the only thing that we really have to to hope for is that there's a financial interest in this. And that sounds dark, but I mean, you know, we, with civilization moves West when they realize, Hey, there's oil and we're going to build railroads, you know, we, yeah, money, m- money talks, BS walks. Exactly. You yeah. Know. It's... And the good news is, Tommy, my 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 uh, partner, uh, one of my form, uh, partners, Josh Sterling, he's come public. He was hidden in the shadows, helping me. He's working with uh, a gr- ever growing number of executives from insurance companies to address this problem. So stay tuned. There is there is there does seem to be a slow awakening amongst the insurance executives. Something might be going on. So there's hope um, there. There's also um, hope in. More and more people are realizing this thing doesn't work. More and more people are becoming aware that health issues seem to be on the rise. So I think this thing is going to break sometime this year. Um, that's my goal and my hope. And then you know we can you know we can figure out what happened, who, and the why. Um, but you know the goal is to save lives. I know you've been trying to do it. I've been trying to do it. It's, and that's kind of, and we got you know, about 10 minutes left. And that's, I think the point we need to press home on is there's no, again, there's no cheerleading. There's no, I told you so. I was just at a, a funeral two days ago, completely not related to any vaccine, something else. It's, um, but you go to that and that's a very real thing. There's not a dry eye there. You see all the brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, you know, I was, I'm just a friend of a friend, but that's a very real thing. It's not just a, a death it's real. There's a casket. There's a mass. There's a wake. You know, that's every one of these deaths, every one of these screenshots in your book. That's what that is. You know, yeah. it's in 2014, I lost a sibling to suicide. It's still there. You know, for the most part, it's not there anymore. But I mean, that that, that pain is still there almost a decade later. Every one of these deaths we see, every one of these died suddenly every one of these people just dropping or the you know two foot long blood clot those aren't just a statistic like that that is a funeral that's a bunch of people flying to a city getting your suit you're tired you had a red eye flight you show up you see the person they're crying you hug them and those are all very real events and then everyone goes away and then the six months anniversary and then the first Christmas without the person and then the first birthday. And if, you know, if you're married, it's, you know, the first anniversary without them. Those are very, they're not just, Oh, a death. It exists beyond the screen. It's not just black and white pixels. It it's, it's, it's as real as you can get. Yeah. In the book, in the book, that's exactly, I try to show all those faces to show that there is reality to this. And because, a lot of my work is metadata, like sure. you said, it's it's in a spreadsheet, and that that that's why I wanted to highlight the sudden athletic deaths, which are off the charts compared to what they were previously. That that's at this point, I don't need to argue that that it just is. Yeah, and it's and the thing is, and it it's not, you know, putting ourselves on some grandstand, but if you can get this message out, whether it's us doing a podcast that. I don't know, maybe 10 people listen to, maybe 10,000 people listen to. And maybe 1% of those people tell someone else and there's a 1% chance they don't get a booster that would have a 1% chance of it. That's real. That's very yeah. real. And there's the, right, there's in, was it in ethics? It's it's the sin of commission and the sin of omission. The sin of commission is doing something. The sin of commissions, you know, robbing someone. The sin of omission is seeing someone get robbed and not calling the cops. If you see something... Uh-huh. And it's not fun, and yeah, it's going to tank your podcast, you're going to get kicked off YouTube. But if you see something in your heart of hearts and in your rational mind, you're putting two to two, to, two, two and two together and getting four, and you're going, this isn't, you have to speak. It is, at the very least, you have to say something. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's interesting, when uh, Steve Kirsch and Malone came, when I met them yeah. in October of uh, 2021, Kirsch was asked the question, hey, 
you lost your company, you've lost a lot of friends, this has financially hurt you. If, would you do would you do this again if you had it if you knew what was going to happen and he said and i quote i would do it again just to save one life yeah that's it it's a one it's a real thing it's yeah. a, it's a real thing it, it, losing someone sucks yeah i mean old people die I, I, I get that losing someone sucks it doesn't just oh the funeral's sad i mean I mean, I don't think it was until six or seven years after my brother died that, like, I actually started to think of him and laugh instead of cry. And that's right. one person in one family. Like, right. and if we're wrong, we're wrong. I mean, whatever. I have no ego attached to it. All right. If whatever. we're wrong, they can laugh at us. If yeah. we're right, they go can for save it. a life. Yeah, if yeah. we're wrong, go for it. If we're wrong, you know, well, you have endless material of this podcast. You can use deep fake and put clown makeup on it. Go for it. I don't care. <laughs> you know, what do I care? Like, what you, all right, I'm wrong. My bad. But if you are right, if we are right, then it is an obligation. Yeah. And I don't think that that's that crazy. So, but um, coming up on an hour, I said it only keep you for an hour. So I'll let you go. It's uh sad that dr malone couldn't join us uh we'll have to we'll have to wrangle him on here with us another time but um i will put your twitter on uh in the description i've already put your book in the description and um yeah closing thoughts yeah um this is just uh like the paul revere days just tell a person show it and let them think because it, what we do know at this point is it doesn't work yeah so so you're not you're not gonna um prevent them by prevent you're not gonna by telling them not to get it you're not going to prevent them from uh receiving covid okay because they're going to get it anyways yeah. so so the safety signals are so bad that i believe that you should tell people to stop getting boosters at the very least and you could just join the dark wizarding side and scare people so badly that they have heart attacks i mean that's you know that's you know, that's also a thing. You get a little wand <laughs> in a cape and, you know, at the very least, maybe not save a life. Maybe you're evil. You want to come join us dark wizards and cast heart attacks via via podcasts. That's kind of badass, too. So I don't know. <laughs> Take your poison. But Mr. Ed Dad, thank you so much, sir. Your book, Cause Unknown, will be in the description. I'll put your Twitter in there. And uh, yeah, go check out FLCCC. I've interviewed uh, Dr. Paul Merrick, um, um, Dr. Pierre Corey, and uh, several of the guys on there. And uh, yeah do the right thing it, it's really that simple so mr dad i'd love to have you on here another time maybe we can convince uh, dr malone to come on here and uh thank you so much sir thank you sir and uh great to be here tommy Absolutely. and uh enjoy the rest of your day you as well sir thank you so much god bless everybody stay safe thank